Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Tina, with an H, back with another episode of In Your 20s. I am back from my burnout hiatus, and I am here with, you know her, you love her, my ex-roommate, Dina Rakab. Hello. Good to be back. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. How are you? <laughs> okay, guys, we have wine that's like very filled to the brim in our hands right now. It's in a plastic cup, and I'm telling you, it looks like pee. Okay, it doesn't look that much like pee. Probably like someone who has it's a strong, bold yellow, but I'm still going to drink the white wine, the white piss wine. It's as if someone who hasn't, you know, hydrated in a bit, but right? Just a little, but I feel like but it's. But also, this is wine that Tina so kindly bought for me. So it's going to be the best white piss wine I've ever had. And it's proper because we live in New York now mm-hmm. and like the entire city smells like piss. Exactly. We're just celebrating our new home. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. Okay, That's Dina. actually so tasty. Oh, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc is where it's at. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to uncover. Okay. Because I think the last time I recorded was the beginning of August. When we first moved in together, right? No, or the last we, time you recorded the last podcast. The last time I recorded the last episode. Okay. I think I had just moved into the city. And okay. it was the only episode that I recorded in my new apartment and said, absolutely not. I need to get my life together. Guys, take that as a learning lesson. When you move, give yourself a break on everything else because moving is real freaking stressful. Honestly, I feel your situation was less stressful. So guys, this episode, we're going to be talking about where the fuck I've been, how me and Dina have been adjusting because we both moved to New York City, but we don't separate. <laughs> Tina wanted to do the stranger experience, so I de facto had to do the stranger experience because no one was moving at the same time. Although it has been great. I do like my roommates, but it's been interesting because we both, I feel like, had very different experiences, like finding stranger roommates, how it's been going. And also since we lived together for so many mm-hmm. years or like at least two years that we just got so used to each other. Yeah. And living with a best friend is so different than living with strangers, like in good and bad ways. 1000%. So we're also recording in like a professional studio. I'm feeling wined and dined right now, guys. Like Tina brought me out to the Paramount Studios. We're sitting in like the fancy ones. Should we start off with the reason why we decided we both wanted to move to New York? Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I? Sure. I originally like was very content to stay in Hoboken. That's initially why Tina was going to do the stranger thing because she had mentioned she wants to move to New York. And I was like, well, that's great. If you want to do that, I don't think that's anything I want to do yet. But then I just found that like towards the middle-ish of our second year in Hoboken, I was just commuting more and more to the city. Like, I guess it was natural as COVID stress pulled back a little bit, but I was just ready to move because we kept pathing into the city. And I hate commute. If anyone knows me, you know that... 10-minute walk to the path was grueling, (laughs) particularly when it's cold. I was just like, I'd prefer to just be there. Plus, my work office is in the city. Our friends are in the city. And I also felt like Hoboken was a nice baby step from graduation. But I definitely didn't feel like I was challenging myself or out of my comfort zone or the things that I was hoping to get out of moving out in my early 20s. So New York was good for a challenge. I agree that I think Hoboken was what we needed at the time Mm -hmm. because we moved in the middle of COVID, like August of 2020. And like right after graduation. Yeah. And we had both been home for a little bit and we just knew like, no, we need to get out Mm -hmm. and like start our adult lives. Mm -hmm. And so it was a great place to be because it's so funny. Maybe you agree with me, but I swear, even though Hoboken is only a mile square big, I am convinced that it's not like a walking city. It is, but I swear for some reason, it just feels longer walking from downtown to uptown. Mm -hmm. 
as opposed to walking 10 New York City blocks. Oh, I'll walk like 20 blocks down for something without batting an eyelash. But if you ask me to walk from like, we were on 4th. If you asked me to go to Trader Joe's on 14th, I would have had a conniption. Not a conniption. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it really was like, I love Hoboken and I think I'm really starting to miss it now because I'm such a suburban kind of person. Mm -hmm. I very much enjoy like having a car, being able to like park. Granted, Hoboken, the parking, every time I tried to, I cried because I had anxiety. (laughs) Anytime she parked my car, she'd tell me she almost hit someone or she almost bumped (laughs) someone or she got stressed out because she was trying to parallel park and people were piling up behind her and then she just drove off. Yeah, and Dina had to come and park her car for me sometimes because I just could not do it. See, I need the driveway. Mm -hmm. Driveways are nice for me. Can't wait to have a driveway house again. Exactly. But I think the reason why the city, like you were saying, it's just we were always coming into the city. Both of our Mm -hmm. jobs were in the city. And it comes down to the question of if not now, then when? Mm -hmm. And then once I realized, like, okay, I want to be in the city, it was like, do I want to move with Dina or... Do I just like <laughs> jump over the edge and take a leap of faith to see if I can like meet new people? Mm-hmm. Because I think, and this is no shade to our friends, but I think because we graduated during COVID times, we only had our college friends. Yeah, we weren't meeting anyone through work or jobs or being in office. And then I feel like people go into office and then they have friends and then you meet mutual friends through your existing friends. But we weren't meeting anyone in office or creating those networks to meet any mutual friends. Which then it was like, At that point, you can meet people at bars, but those end up just being bar friends. Mm -hmm. You can, I don't know, go to your Trader Joe's, but I've never had a meet cute or a friendship meetup at Trader Joe's. And that's why. I don't talk to people during my day to day life. Exactly. So it was like, all right, might as well move. But here's the kicker Mm because I don't even think, I haven't told the podcast this. I haven't told the gang. No, but guys, fun fact my place, how I ended up finding it. At a week and a half, I think. Honestly, less. Yeah, it was tight. For me, it was really tight because of the fact that... And I think that led to your decision. Yeah. And so the decision... Actually, we'll do the story time and then I'll tell you the decision. Mm -hmm. We had both been on Facebook groups since January, February of early this year. Mm -hmm. And then because we were just trying to figure out what areas we wanted to live in, what the market looked like and everything. The groups are weird, though, because you can only really start having serious conversations like in the month, month and a half in advance. Even though your lease end is very strict, you can't find a new lease until it's very close. Precisely. So then it ended up being, there was someone that we knew where they were looking for a third roommate. Mm-hmm. And I went and I visited that apartment. And the way that they talked to me, or I only talked to one out of the two, was like I had it. But then they started dragging me along for two weeks. Now, mind you guys, this summer, I was not in the tri-state area. You know, I was booked and busy on flights, going home, going to Philly. Going everywhere except to We were both never home. Yeah, because you also had your shore house. Mm -hmm. So it was very much just like, this is probably the worst time we could have picked to move, but we did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then, so they kept dragging me along. And I think it was like around the two week or yeah, two and a half week mark. They go, oh, sorry, we're going to go with someone else, which ended up being one of the girl's cousins. Yeah, the communication there was a little flawed. I'm like, it's your family. If you knew your family member's going to live with you, then why the hell are you dragging mm-hmm. me along? If her cousin was in the mix, like, you would have known exactly. it was going to go to her cousin if they told you that's who it was. But they decided to gatekeep that information. So I had a week that I was, like, in the area to find a place. And I was on the app called Roomie, scrolling, swiping. Because at first I was picky. 
It's like dating. Your standards hit the ground fast. So quick. Yeah. Like the fastest they ever have. Because you kind of have to like match on that app. So mm-hmm. it kind of is like a dating app. I never app. used it. Honestly, it's great because you can message people. Mm-hmm. You can show that you're interested with a like. And if they think that they oh, that like is like profile. a profile. Yeah. So this guy ended up liking... I liked his listing, which is where I'm at now. And he goes, hey, like we can FaceTime just to like get a vibe for each other. Was this Nick that was on it? It was Nick. And me and Nick, we did a FaceTime. I was a little tipsy, (laughs) but like it was great. He goes, okay, well, I also live with two other guys. So could you come down to the apartment like the next day? And I said, yeah, okay. Here's where I made the pickle. I should not have went to the apartment the next day because it was pride. Mm-hmm. And I was drunk as hell by the time I got to that apartment. And I brought our one friend who was also drunk as hell. No business making a judgment at that point. Nope. And I saw that bathroom. And granted, I didn't have my glasses on. So I said to myself, huh, this is a little dirty. But like, it could be clean. And they Guys, said to it me. It looked like a lot of grime. <laughs> so much grime. It was real grimy. And you know what? When I was leaving, they were like, okay, we have two other guys that are in the running like it's gonna be a little bit hard to like convince the three of us to live with a girl just because living with a girl is a lot different and mm-hmm. none of them had i think sisters and it's sad for them i know but i guess they really liked me because i won baby yeah tell it to those two men exactly but guess what dina wish you didn't get it <laughs> now my red flag is that i live with three guys oh like, they even said it to my face. They didn't tell me this till after I signed the lease. They're like, your red flag is that you live with three guys. I don't know. I mean, what would you do if you met a guy that lived with three girls? I don't think I'd be that concerned. So, yeah, that was my, how I found my roommates. And then do you want to tell them how you found your roommates? Because your sure. route, it went better. But I still think there were some hiccups. Like, currently or while I was going through it? No, while you were going through oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... I was in the Facebook groups, like, messaging people. I'm a very anxious person when it comes to stuff like this. Like, I was losing my mind every time I found one I liked and I was messaging because it was just these Facebook groups were feral. Everyone had the same idea, I think, that if you could find someone whose roommates were leaving, that they already had the apartment lease, it's already fully furnished. It's kind of a perfect scenario because the housing market is such garbage right now that if you put in an application, people are going above asking price and still getting outbid. So that's the route I was trying to go, but so was everyone else. So anytime someone would post like 60 comments immediately, a ton of likes, especially if it was in a normal price range, which I needed because advertising does not pay that crazy. New York is expensive, y'all. Yeah, Like even our rents. I mean, my rent isn't as high as it was in Hoboken. Yours is a little higher, but like- Mine's like a good deal higher. I think mine- I don't mind being transparent. Mine went from eleven seventy five to sixteen hundred. Well, obviously, mine also went from eleven seventy five to thirteen seventy five. That's not bad. Even though I thought Hoboken was expensive, New York, the cost of living Hoboken it just shoots it up like crazy too. Like yeah. even outside of rent, like you go out to eat more. I feel like even in Hoboken, which where there was a ton of restaurants, I still feel like I was inclined to cook at home more than I am now. Oh yeah, now I'm like. Oh, someone wants to do a happy hour or dinner, I'm down. Because mm-hmm. you're near the office, you go out right after work, you get lunch during the workday because you're in office, which I didn't do as much when I was in Hoboken. So it's definitely more expensive. But then I found the roommate that I currently have now, one of them, I have two roommates. And so me and her FaceTimed and it went great. And then we met in person for dinner and I got to see the apartment and we talked for like 
four hours. It was fantastic. When did you comment on her Facebook post? And how long was that like timeline? Maybe May and we needed to move in July. Or maybe it was April even. I think for you it was April. It might have been April. I remember us getting back from Nashville Mm -hmm. and you were like, Dina was on the hunt. I was freaking the hell out. This girl had me and our friend Karina nervous because Karina was like, how is Dina so on edge right now? And Tina's acting like she's not moving in July. Yeah, well, (laughs) Tina was relaxed and her being relaxed honestly made me more anxious because I was like, I don't know how you're relaxed like this. I'm going to be homeless. Looking back, I should have been on your wavelength. Well, it was difficult because there's not a ton of people in the group at that point messaging about July, but there were some people and I was just trying to throw a wide net. But then I met my current roommate and we were trying to find a third because our third roommate was leaving as well, which was great for me though, because I didn't want to necessarily join a pair. We're close friends because going into this, I did not need to be best friends with my roommates. Like I have a good circle of people in New York that I'm very comfortable with. I'm pretty busy as is. So like, I just wanted something healthy, friendly. I want to be like friends when we're in the apartment or even if people wanted to stick to their space, that's fine too. But me and her got along. And then the third roommate, we had to meet a couple of people. One we met and really liked. And then I think it was sad. Her dad had a heart attack. So she, she pulled out, which totally made sense. She needed to stay home a little longer, which we were like, absolutely. And then the second one, she literally like applied. We put her in contact with the leasing lady she applied. Everything was going great. And then at the end of us meeting her in person, she's like, oh, yeah, I um, just want you guys to know I'm still actually talking to these people about a different apartment. <laughs> and I'll let you know if I don't get it. We were like, why wouldn't you tell us that before we put you in contact with the, the leasing, leasing department? Because yeah. now at this point when we canceled her like immediately, like not to sound rude, we were kind of just like, we're going to go back to looking. No, you it cancel culture exists. And for the housing market in New York City, and honestly, in any major city and this with this inflation, mm-hmm. and this housing market, people are moving quickly. Yeah, if you're not going to be transparent, and we can't trust you through this process, we're going to look for someone else. We're not going to wait another week to find out whether or not your first choice says no to you or not. Yeah. So we met with someone literally the next day. And we loved her. That's our current third roommate. We were just supposed to meet on the roof because at this point I had met with the first roommate and with new people like a couple times. And I was like, I can't keep going to dinners for this. I can't spend this much money. Yeah, because those dinners are expensive. Yeah. You think you could spend like 25 bucks? No, it's always at least 40 to 50. Yeah, so it was supposed to be 15 minutes on the rooftop. And then we literally talked for a good hour, hour and a half. And then we still ended up going to get happy hour and drinks just because we were having so much fun. And we went to Mad Dog, I think, and got margaritas and drinks. Mad Dog? Isn't that the name of an alcohol? It is. Really horrible. Is it for a loco type wine drink? It's like in the glass bottle when it comes Mm -hmm. in all those really colorful colors. I had it on 21st. And I think I had a full bottle and I started crying because she was the last person to turn 21. Oh, you did? I was with you. Yeah. You were also with me. And I was crying because I saw the end of my era approaching because... Their birthdays were in March and April, and my birthday was in end of October. So I was really about to be the last soldier. All of your close friends, besides like Karina, but Karina lives in Boston. Right. So it was like pretty much everyone. Too many. Too many of my friends for comfort as someone who has like crippling FOMO. Yeah. Or I did. Been trying to work on it, guys. That's crazy. I did not know that Mad Dog had places like that. Or is it not named it's by not, the alcohol? I don't think it's the same. It's like, uh, you- <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were just like reminiscing no i was fully like oh okay that's it no i think it's different don't hold me to that it could totally be the same thing but i'm screaming (laughs) i think it's just a mexican restaurant 
Ah, okay, okay. With like margaritas. So you guys went to Mad Dog and was that when you realized like, okay, these are your Yeah, she was going to Europe and we literally started the paperwork like that night and we were trying to send her stuff while she was in Italy, but it worked out great. And are we going to go into next like what it's like now? Oh, 1000% because I mean, I'm not going to like out my roommates because you guys are going to meet them. Like I told them that they will come on the podcast. Guys, there's a lot of dirt. I don't know if I can do all of them. At the same time, because, you know, we I think need you to have, have to. Yeah. Or you could do one episode each. I think that would be even funnier. So since I'm new girl, like I am the new Jessica Day, even though I really don't feel like I'm Jess. I feel like I'm Jess. I don't think, like, I think you're just missing a romantic interest. So you think I'm like, oh, no, I am weird. <laughs> oh, oh, like her personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're high energy. I feel like the gist of it was that, like, she was really bubbly and high energy and they were very bro-y. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Like, bringing a very different energy to the apartment. Because my roommates, I say to them all the time how they catfished me. Because What do you mean? Because, like, I thought they were not very fratty guys. I thought they were very much, oh, they like... lied. Exactly. They cat... Uh-huh. Well, you say lie. I say catfish. Okay. And I tell them this, so it's fine. But I was not expecting it to be as fratty and I will say, Nick, I'm closest mm-hmm. to him in the apartment. He was very, like, serious, very, not timid, but just, like, nice, respectful, which he fully is. Like, he is the, <laughs> one of the nicest it's guys. Like, are you about met. to walk this back? <laughs> but <laughs> Nick's listening to this being like, what the fuck, Tina? But I made him and Tina carry up a package for me, like, the first time I met him. So I can't complain. Yeah, he's the nicest person ever. But. I forget that when guys are by themselves, how they can act. And I told them, I was like, if I'm moving in, by no means do I want you to, like, have to feel reserved. This is your home. This is meant to be a safe space. You want to be comfortable in your home. Exactly. A safe space for all of us. But then it's sometimes where I'm like, holy fuck, three people are drunk. And, like, I can never gauge people's drunkenness. And for them, I'm like. Also, I feel like you have caretaker energy sometimes where you want to make sure everyone's okay. And if they're. Being drunk and reckless, sometimes they just want to be drunk and reckless and, like, left alone. And I'm not at that stage in my life anymore. I'd say no? S- no. Oh, my gosh. I did tell you. I was – so, guys, an ex-fling. I did kind of tell you, but I didn't tell you all of this. I'm about to start twitching. I know. I see Dina's <laughs> complete facial expression. Is it the ex-fling? No, 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 no. Oh no, God. no, no. I was going to vomit all over this way. No, the – let me rephrase. He's not a fling. He's the one that I stopped talking to a year ago because of an incident that happened at the DL. Oh, see, oh, there we go. There we oh, go. Oh, we're not name dropping. Okay, it's not really a fling, but like it's. I guess that's the best word for it. Yeah, guys, I randomly saw him at an event. It wasn't a happy event, but like at an event a couple days ago, and it was the first time we'd seen each other in a year, like a year to a T, and. Mm. I said to him, I was like, it's kind of crazy because I feel like I was always known as the party girl. Like, I always want to go out. I always want to engage mm-hmm. and, like, have fun. Whereas now, and honestly, I think this is how you rubbed off on me. Uh-huh. I am so I it's con- a good thing. No, it is a good okay. thing. Like, I'm so content with just staying home on, like, a Friday night. Right. And just relaxing, watching a movie, turning on my candles and calling it a day. What Do I like to be invited to things? Of course. But I also have no problem, like, saying no. Well, I also feel like we have very busy social schedules, like, not even in a gassed way, like, ooh, we're going places all the time. Like, it's just there are too many things every weekend. And so when there's one day that magically ends up not having a plan, I'm also horrendous at saying no to plans. 
But when there's a day that magically has nothing, I am so content to just not speak, to just have some solo time to process the week. And if you haven't had alone time in more than a week, then like to just process how you've been feeling lately and to just kind of sit solo for a while and quiet. And prioritizing yourself first, Mm -hmm. like having those moments. And honestly, I will say about my roommates, like they're very good. They know that like, let's say if I say I'm not going out, they know not to post game in the living room because my room is right next to the living room. Like Mm -hmm. we have a outdoor patio. Granted, it's about to be winter, so yeah. I don't know how often they're going to be there. That's a fire hazard. I was going like, to say, drunk people, like my parents saw the patio and they were like, drunk people should not be on here. We were trying to look if there was anything under it and there's not. Exactly. It's just concrete. So be safe like, there's there, not kids. a bunch of terraces below you. No, it's there's just open ours. air down like <laughs> four flights. <laughs> exactly. So we got to be a little safe. But I just think that, you know, they're very respectful of when I want my peace and when mm-hmm. I want my alone time and they're not like knocking on my door. Granted, living with you as opposed to living with three guys is completely different. Right. Probably a but- bit louder by nature. Oh That's, my honestly, though, we were pretty loud. I mean, me and Dina had screaming matches. <laughs> yeah. Well, like just, to, but we're also to the point, I love to say to people that we are, we're such best friends that it's like sisters, like the mm-hmm. way that you talk to Dahlia is the way that you talk to me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that when I'm annoyed with you, Because I'll talk to you the way that I talk to Kenny. (laughs) Yeah. I do think, though, I will say, I think by the end of it, it was good to get space apart from living together. Because you know how people are always like, do not live with your best friend. I feel like we managed really well. And we still, till the very end, would have days where we, like, there was a while where we were learning TikTok dances in the living room. Like, we'd spend time together in really great ways that didn't get old. But I think also living together, you feel like you have to pick and choose battles. So it builds up. Like, not even necessarily resentment, but, like, you get less patient because things happen just constantly that great. And so I feel like towards the end, it would take very little to (laughs) set one of us off on something. And so I think the space has been good because now we see each other still, like, all the time. Oh, we didn't even tell them. Guys, Dina and I live, what, seven blocks? Yeah, we live very close to each other. And honestly, the first two weeks after I moved, I think I saw Tina more than my roommates. Anyway. Oh, yeah. We saw each other every other day. To the point where when I was calling my mom, because I talked to her every day, she was like, it's like you and Dina are still living together. I miss Ange. <laughs> You're like, yeah. But they so, used to tell me how clean my room was and how dirty Tina's was. Not dirty. Me messy. all this validation messy. that I truly needed. Messy is how my room was, okay? The Let's words of it. affirmation came so strong. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so I live with three guys. You live with two girls. How is it living with another girl added to the mix as opposed to just one person two girls honestly it's been fine i mean everyone's really nice i think it's interesting figuring out people's vibes like one of them i think has a vibe very similar to mine and then another one she's also similar to me like very career oriented very kind like we have very similar boy situations she's a bit like stronger of a personality which i think just takes getting used to but you're living with two totally like unique people like these are full-grown people with their own full personalities that you need to learn to live in the same space as and they were raised differently yeah and it's like because of how when we were living we understood how each other like were raised and grew Mm -hmm. up and stuff like we had that backstory even before we lived together and we already were best friends because our personalities were compatible like that's not always a guarantee but i do think at the end of the day like i am compatible with both of them and we all like 
you'll still get dinners or we'll do movie nights. We're planning to do like a Halloween cocktail night. So I think that's one of the good things about living with girls is they're willing to do a little more of like that cheesy stuff that we did together. When is your Halloween cocktail night? I'm not going to be here, am I? Friday, I think. But I was... This Friday? Well, Uh um, I did actually schedule plans over when I said we could probably do it. But one of them had plans on Friday. I was just like, I'm going to Jack Harlow, girly. Don't you worry. (laughs) Well, this wasn't a set plan. I didn't book over a set plan. One of them had plans on Friday. And none of us had planned Saturday, but I was like, knowing my weekends, if you make I it- don't want to guarantee that my Saturday is going to remain open. Oh, I was going to say, if you do it Saturday, I will say. I'll let you know if it moves to Saturday. Right now, I don't have any Saturday plans, so it's I don't totally either, possible. Which is why I was like, oh, I think I would want to go home on Sunday. By the time this episode comes out, it's going to be November, and we're <laughs> recording this early October because I'm gone yeah. for like three weeks because I'm going on vacation and on a work trip. Crazy. Yeah, so it's a lot. You're still booked and busy unfortunately but i'll keep you posted with the cocktail night please do with girls though i feel like it's nice to have that only one has a boyfriend so it's been the three of us and he comes and stays sometimes but it was really sweet she was like he doesn't want me to tell you this but he wants to get a gift to say thank you for like him being over and he's only over sometimes on the weekends but like he's not like a loud person he's very quiet that is an aware man no that like, is awareness so he bought us halloween candy and hershey kisses which you know i love so i was like that's so cute yeah so i was like i mean like when you live with girls you know a boyfriend may become part of the package at any point and they'll be in your space but it's still very nice to have someone recognize that that's still very kind two of my roommates are now cuffed like they were both single when we were all like living together you giving all your juju to them i know and i'm here i am (laughs) it's me and one of the other guys who are single okay i'm not gonna give you guys their nicknames on the podcast we're not allowed to do that. I am telling you right now, we're not doing that. Yeah. But that's for the best. Nick and Max got cuffed. So I have Nick, Max, Max and Chris. Max is cuffed? Max is cuffed too. Max was cuffed before Nick was cuffed. But Oh, he's such a little golden retriever, guys. <laughs> You're going to love him when you meet him. But so with the two of them, I was like, what the heck? Like now I'm by myself. Granted, like me and Chris are not the closest. So yeah. that's the reason where I'm just like, oh, like me and Chris would not go out, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And like, he would not wingman me. I would not wingwoman him. Like, it's just not the vibe. But they're very good because I told these guys, y'all, you will never see me. Honestly, never say never. But when I'm home, like I said, it's my safe space. Mm-hmm. I look gross. I am in my bonnet. I've got eye be. crusty still. And I said to these guys straight off the bat when we had our first roommate meeting, I will be in my bonnet. And I'm going to be in, like, sweats that I've worn for five days straight. And that's just how I am. But if you guys are bringing someone over, if it's a girlfriend, like, that's a different story. But Mm -hmm. if it is just people in general, your guy friends, I don't care who it is. I would like to know at least an hour in advance because I I want a heads up. And also, like, I don't need people seeing me in my bonnet. Maybe that's just the way that I was raised. But I'm not the type of person to, like... I think you do get very antsy when, like, people are going to see your space. When people would come, you'd freak out if there was a mess. Like, Oh, yeah. And it, I, that probably did come from how you were raised. Like, I'm when I... Growing up, if I knew that a guest was coming, it's, like, a red Pull alert. Pull yourself together. Pull yourself together. Make sure you look proper. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, bonnets are proper. But, like, make sure that you look put together. Mm-hmm. Like, you've showered everything. Your space is completely, like, pristine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it took some time, but now they're in the habit of, like, letting me know where even they'll tell me if their girlfriends are coming. And I'm like, I just think it's respectful to let someone know when there's going to be someone extra in their space. Yeah. And even if people are having post games, like, I think it's because we were so over communicative. I mean, 
it's your apartment too. I wouldn't just bring people into it without telling someone who lives there that there's going to be extra people in their apartment. Poor Dina. She really had to. I was Dina <laughs> would put me, I'd literally be running interviews. She would bring a guy home and be like, Dina, I need to clean my room. You need to sit with him in the living room and talk. And some of them were talkers. Some of them weren't talkers where I'd really have to be in my recruitment mode. And honestly, we were freaking scammers at one point. Like she brought two guys back to back nights. Sorry, I'm going to expose you real quick. <laughs> this is when we were watching Love Island live. And it was like we'd sit together at the same time every night with our babe wine. And we'd have a ball at like 9 p.m. and watch our episode. And so for two nights in a row, these different guys came to watch it with us. And I ran the same skit both nights. I literally felt like we were running like a Ponzi scheme. I was like having the same conversations like, oh, you're so lucky you get to join us for our night. Like, this is our tradition. And mind you, me and Dina didn't even communicate like that we would be having the same conversation. It was very much that I brought the second guy back to the apartment because I was like, well, I want to watch Love Island with Dina if you want to like come with. And it was just on site like i can use the same material like why wouldn't i why aren't we improv actors i know (laughs) that was honestly bringing back my theater days oh girl theater girly dina funny girl is that gonna be you oh i triggered something (laughs) (laughs) i do want to see miss leah though we're gonna unpack that (laughs) off the recording she gave me such a look you know i feel okay guys i'm not gonna lie to you this episode i told you know like it's gonna be 20 Maybe we didn't even have a plan, honestly. No, and I feel like we've just been flowing. But the first podcast Tina brought me on when we first moved in together, it was like she emailed me questions and like a whole topic, a structure list of how it's going to go. Today we were just flowing, we're vibing, we're in a new space. Hopefully, it's been entertaining. We're going to talk about one more thing really quickly: Mm -hmm. dating. Yeah. Oh. Oh no! I'm nervous. I'm painfully single. Not even painfully. I just feel like I don't have time, but like I'm not enjoying being single anymore. How do you feel about your singleness? I feel like I'm very busy as is. Like I can very rarely find time to like do things for me, like sit and read. Like I end up cutting into my work. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I I can never find time to read or take time for myself or have a night where I can just like recoup. I never feel well rested. So I'm like, what on earth am I thinking trying to bring something extra into my life? But I don't know. I want I want to be with someone, but like with the right someone with like a, a partner and a best friend. And I, my standards are, are pretty wildly not even necessarily high, but they're set. And I feel like with dating apps, I'm not comfortable meeting someone for the first time and already trying to think if we have a romantic connection. So those haven't worked for me. I think there's also a fatigue in the city because oh I'm, my god yeah I have always been an advocate for the apps mm-hmm. and right now I am how you feel if not even worse because I'm like I've been on these apps for so long Tina committed to like in theory what you're supposed to do obviously you can do everything right and that doesn't make the right person just yeah. poof into existence you can do all the work on yourself or all the work putting yourself out there and that doesn't mean the right person is gonna show up. up here yeah but it's like i thought i was doing everything right mm-hmm. i was going on the dates making sure i was communicative where right now i'm just stagnant i don't want to say a distaste but that's the best way to phrase it like i've just been going on so many first dates and because i'm so busy i'm not <laughs> and because i'm so busy i don't even want to go on the second like i'm not going to reach out for a second date mm-hmm. in my mind i'm like if a guy is interested in me they will be the one to like plan the first date 
ask me when I'm free. I give them a day and they plan everything. If I say on the first date, I'm interested, like, oh, like I'd be down for a second date. Maybe not exactly like that because that's a little too forward. I'd be like, oh, yeah, like maybe I'll get a second date with like a wink and Mm -hmm. a smile. That's more of my speed. But I just don't want to put in that effort. And I was talking to this is the only great thing about living with three guys. Like I can pick their brains Mm. when I'm talking about like my guy situation. They're pretty painfully honest. Oh, (laughs) painfully. They They will not cater to your feelings. Nope, not at all. And they say like, oh, Tina, you need to show the interest. I'm like, I don't mess around. I'm very blunt. I think that's how we both are. We're mm-hmm. very blunt. And the New York dating scene, this isn't just with us. I think it's a lot of people because I've talked to a lot of people and they've all said the dating apps are not where it's at. So who knows? Maybe we'll come back and we will report back if there's any new updates. I'm trying to get Dina to go to hotel bars. Yeah. I'm just going to trust the process at this point. Tina, trust the process. Where are you going to go, bitch? I'm going to trust the process. The right person is going to appear. <laughs> All that bullshit where? people spew when they're in a relationship about you can't be looking. Fine. I'm not looking. I where really, they at? I really hate when someone who's cuffed is like, it's going to come to you when you least expect it. They're like, do work on yourself in the meantime. I'm like, girl, me and Tina are like 23, Tina, 24 years single. Like, damn, this, not you calling me 24. Listen, I I'm am, not going to age still. myself. I got a few weeks. <laughs> but the work's been done. The work has been done. I mean, it's obviously ongoing, but the work's been done. Oh, yeah. We've gone to therapy. I still need to find another therapist. I promise you I'm going to find another therapist by 2023. I will. By January 1st? By January 1st. We're shaking on it. I got you. Tina was like, should I stop going to my current therapist while I look for a new one? And I was like, no, because you're going to take forever to actually look for a new one and find one. And you're just going to be without therapy. And guess what? And she's just gone months without therapy. Dina is completely right. Dina is always I tend right. to be completely right. Oh, okay. I take it back. Thank anyway. You, you said it on audio. Mm. It's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> Suddenly I'm editing it out. Also, who I'm has kidding. a ringtone anymore? <laughs> yeah, we're back to 2004. And there I did it. I aged myself. <laughs> the flip phone and all. But, Dina, if there's anything that we could take away from these past few months, moving to a new city, moving in with strangers, like, what's a piece of advice or anything that you could say to the In Your Toys community that you think could, like, benefit them who might be in a similar situation? My piece of advice would be, one, get as much input as you can from people who have done something similar so you have a guided experience. And then, two like take the plunge like even if it feels very very scary and even if it totally could go to shit i do stick by what i said in the beginning that hoboken was playing it very safe because it was still very much Rutgers 2.0 and like kind of a suburb still and this was wildly out of my comfort zone but that's kind of now's the time to be out of your comfort zone and learn how to adapt when you're out of your comfort zone and get comfortable with new places and new people and doing things alone whereas i feel like it was very easy to lean on people in hoboken to not have to do things by myself so and to not have to branch out out of our circle that we yeah had. It, we were just very cozy in our ways from Rutgers so yeah. I think it was good to branch out I fully agree and I'd say like the one thing Dina and I we talked about this with Karina like when we first both moved I mean I won't speak for you but I was down bad because I was scared I had bed books so that's why I was down bad it might be a little different <laughs> <laughs> I won't take your thunder with this social situation though No, but I just think I was down bad in the fact that change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And like anytime change happens in your life, you're going to feel some kind of way. And so because I felt like you were saying cozy and in that comfort zone of Hoboken, 
moving to the city and granted it wasn't even the area that I originally planned to be in and it wasn't necessarily the exact situation. That's how life works though. Yeah. And I kept going back and forth of, did I make the right decision? Did I not? And I mean, granted, it's great for me. Like I'm a 20 minute walk from work. This is very ideal. I can come here into the studio and record. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Jersey girl through and through. Like my email tagline is Jersey girl NYC transplant. It's a little cringe, but I, I, was, I, I love cringe. a good 2007 type cringe. Yeah, you know? that's fair. So even today, like we've been living in the city for two, three months and I still feel like, am I living my life to the full New York City experience because there's always something to do in this city and also in other cities as well. But it's like, okay, you can take the girl out of the suburbs, but the suburbs is always going to be with you. Yeah, I've been saying that to everyone who's asking me, like, what's city life like? I'm like, remarkably, like, Hoboken life. I just kind of... But more high rises. Yeah, exactly. Like, I also feel like I haven't been doing the, like, walks through Central Park, finding pop-up shops or, like, Free things that are every single day that like you go on TikTok and they're like, if you live in New York, you should be doing this every day. Live is what you make it, I guess, here. I want to do more of this stuff. Okay, relax. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do more of that stuff, though. If there's ever anything, feel free to shoot it my way and I'll go. I will. Same for you. And same for you guys that are listening or watching, tuning in. Like the thing about your 20s is no matter what, you're going to have to be put into uncomfortable situations, whether it's life dating your career like whatever it may be so it's kind of just i don't want to say you have to grab it by the horns because i'm not gonna lie to you i was avoiding those horns at all costs but like just try to make the best of it and if you do have people in your circle that you can lean on because i leaned very heavily on dina and karina just to like walk me through this because living with three men you kind of need backup yeah and i'm lucky that i can still vent to them i will 1000 percent say that they look out for me are my parents every day saying, Tina, maybe you should move? Yes. But that's just because they're three strangers. I don't even know if I said that. They're three strangers. Even my dad, when I told him Tina was moving in with three strangers, he was like, does she know that's like really unsafe? He was like worried for you. I think everyone was worried. Loki. He was very, very worried. But also, it's so on brand for me, but it just makes sense. I would be the type to live with three guys. Yeah. Just be safe, Tina. Girl, not with your three not- roommates. I just mean... Oh, Tina, the other day, but I guess we're ending on a hot note today. Tina FaceTimed me and said, Dina, I need your opinion. This guy that I matched with, we were going to go out on a date. And then he pivoted at the last minute and said to come to his place. But I've never met him in person. And I was like, Tina, this is every Dateline episode ever. And then she told me to watch that Dahmer, whatever. Yeah, I said, if you want to know what it's like to hang out with a stranger at his home for the first time, watch Dahmer. Not to at all implied that that was the fault of people who were victimized by Dahmer. That was horrible first episode, so uncomfortable and sad. But, well, I didn't watch it, so I have no idea, and I don't plan on watching it. Tina's stranger danger and survival instinct was apparently never formed in her brain. And then she said she'll think about it, because me and all of her roommates said that that's a surefire way to get murdered, because you're in the city and not in New Jersey anymore, and there are crazies here. And then I found out on freaking tiktok <laughs> that she went anyway because i literally hung up on her i was like if you go i'm never talking to you again and yet here we are best friends oh. <laughs> oh. well dina i want to say on that note we're gonna wrap this up okay uh, dina i want to say thank you so much for not only being my best friend but for coming oh. on i think you are the most frequent guest on the podcast oh yeah i think this is episode 
like this is the third episode you've I think been it on. might be the third did I do one with you when we were at Rutgers yeah you have been here since the beginning I'm pretty sure you were one of the first I was the like, first one I think first no, it might have been Alex no it was Joey you were one mm-hmm. of the first 15 I know that for sure and then yeah. when we moved to Hoboken and now this so you will definitely be back but guys oh you want a plaque mm-hmm. okay Christmas present oh mm. Ramadan present. E. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, I'll take a Christmas present. Okay, I'll do that. Ramadan, you don't really get gifts. What about Eid? Eid, you get gifts. When's Eid? It just passed in it. Not her whispering. Yeah. I'm pretending. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, I do want to say if you have been following me on socials, so like this is the first episode back, and me and Dina we agreed that we were going to do this episode, and mm-hmm. that's why I want it to be the first episode back. But if you have been following me on socials, you know that I've been looking for a co-host. It's not Dina. <laughs> Dina didn't apply. I'm sorry. But I have found a new co-host. Ah, you guys are going to love this person. I'm not going to tell you if it's a guy or a girl. I'm not giving or like any gender. I'm not giving you any information. You have to tune in next week to listen and find out. But I'm almost positive that you are going to love them. So mm-hmm. tune in for that. Dina. Where can people find you if they want to stalk you on social, slide into your DMs? And I, not stalk. I won't say stalks. <laughs> All right. Rel- relax, Mr. Stranger <laughs> Danger. <laughs> My Instagram is at Dina underscore ragab 17. I am private, and but I'll do my best. <laughs> you guys got to slide into her DMs It's going to be a little hard to stalk. Yeah, no, Dina literally has like 100 requests at all times for her Insta DMs, for her hinge, like everything. Listen, guys, hiding from social media is pretty solid practice. Girl, you're hiding from social media and social life. <laughs> well, um, um, anyway, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday. That's when we drop new episodes. Season two starts next week. If you're not following the podcast Instagram, it's at in your 20s. That's 20s with a Y S on I E S. My name's Tina with an H, and I'll catch you next Wednesday with a new co-host. Bye. Bye.